1: In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers podcast.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. It's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com. My name's Tony Dunn. Here chopping up the latest Panthers news and opinions with my homeboys, Cody Lashney. How are you doing, my friend?
3: Tony, Don, I'm so much better after that intro, baby. Oh my God, you know there's no place I'd rather be on a Tuesday night than with my homeboys and the best Panther fans on YouTube breaking it down. Tony, Don, brother, ain't nothing to it but to do it, baby. Let's roll.
2: CK, man, nice to have you on the show. You and your beautiful self
1: and your beautiful voice. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me.
2: All right, guys. Tonight's show is, uh, well, good news, folks. We don't have a ton to talk about, which means we will be here all night. No, Uh, it (laughs) is. (laughs) Tonight's (laughs) show is episode 19.22, 22nd show of the season. Smitty Heels, Salty Tears, and Past Fears is your episode tonight. We're going to be talking about Smitty's inauguration into the Panthers Hall, um, shout out well well not shout out we've got some other things we got to talk about uh, cam newton and last year and what we're going to be expecting to see in this all in series they keep teasing it we're excited uh, a lot of sad news on tonight's show as well uh, passing of a panther legend and a fan as well as some tragedy of a former panthers fan a panthers player and then we got to talk about the salty, salty D'Angelo Williams. All that plus more on the C3 Panthers podcast. You can be a part of the show. Call into the Cat Calls line. The number is 252-228-5098. That is 252- Two two eight fifty ninety eight. Thanks for joining us in the chat room on YouTube. Shout out to all of y'all. I know that you guys are here each and every week, making this conversation better. And you can continue to help this grow this conversation by smashing that thumbs up button, subscribing, and telling a friend about the show. Let's go ahead and jump into that show. I think Cody. To me, I want to start on. Well, actually, I do. I think it's we should notably. Well, rest in peace, Catman. The most famous yes. Panther fan of all. The the gentleman with the blue hair who was always down in the front. Uh on the like they, they featured him on the broadcast each and every week. Sixty two years old, passed away. Catman, rest in peace. You know, the it's it's sad to hear of anybody's passing 62 is a young fresh age and we're sorry that he left us too early but um you know on a good on the good note legend among panther fans the most famous panther fan
3: yeah the most famous panther fan uh listen you know for we're still such a relatively new team that The fact that we even had diehard fans like him for as, you know, for as long as we've had is pretty incredible. And he was one of the OGs, man. I, I mean, he's been a fan of this team through thick and thin. Everyone knows him. They've seen his picture. Fans know him. I mean, listen, that guy had keep pounding in his blood. I mean, I don't know what else you can say. Rest in peace to the Catman. Um, this next season, we got to bring it home for him, man, when uh. When Cam Newton is raising that Vince Lombardi Trophy, uh, we'll we'll have a, a nod to our Cat Man, and we'll, we can dedicate that to him.
2: His name was Greg Good, and boy, was he a good Panthers fan. Uh, he's been, you know, Ron Rivera even and put a nod. Is that it's it's fun. Well, I won't say it's fun to see, but it's it's nice to see someone who their personal um legacy and identity can be tied to something that we all cherish. Like we all want ourselves in some way to our DNA to be part of this team. And uh he was he did it in a in an authentic way and the Panthers recognized how visually um appropriate it was. It, I mean it's just a, a really cool story. Um Greg Good passed away at 62. Rest in peace. Boy CK, when it comes to being a fan, there's a lot of investment that we give. Each and every person. We put in uh, emotional investment, time, energy. Um, but you can tell sometimes there is this next level of that. And to me, Greg Katman Good has superseded all of us in that way. And, and I mean, I I don't even feel like I deserve any accolades but that is it's like his dna is part of the panthers team is what i'm trying to say
1: yeah i mean obviously uh, when you think about uh, the the epitome of a fan i mean i think he's always been the one that pops in people's minds when they think about the diehard panthers fan and as you said as panthers fans to a relatively newer team we feel like we can make uh we can be a part of it in ways that other teams maybe you're not able to um, and I think he did a great job in actually making sure he was a part of the Panthers' history, and a part of that embodiment of what Sam Mills meant with keep pounding, showing up every single game, regardless of what health issues you have going on. He made it an or effort. Or if we were good or bad, exactly.
3: Yeah. yeah, two two and fourteen.
2: Really? Yeah, I mean, just a, a really is that. Here's the thing: is that you, if you are. Any Panther fan who has watched the television broadcast, you have seen him. Oh yeah, that's where oh, yeah. that's what the optics for him is. That if you walk past him in the stadium, you know exactly <laughs> who he is. Catman, rest in peace. Um, you know, sad it's sad story, but uh, Panther Nation supporting our brethren. Um, and, uh, you know, just keep pounding uh, prayers to his family. Let's move on next to this, though, is, uh, something better, Cody. Is that the most, um, uh, yeah, t- I, I kind of sobbed up the other way. You got one, a sad story on one hand, a happy story, a fulfilling story on the other hand. The, the cherry on top when it comes to the Panthers' Hall, um, Yes, was inaugurated this past week in in Steve Smith, and we can sit here and we can argue is he the greatest Panther or not, and we're splitting hairs in that argument, and that is a great. That means that that man, if he ain't the greatest, he is damn right on the tails of it. I think right now, best offensive player in the history of the team, arguably best career, well best career with the team. We could split hairs over some of the other people's credentials. But, Cody, I got chills watching this video and thinking back on Steve Smith's career.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Steve Smith was incredible, by far the best Panther wide receiver that we've ever had. And, uh, you know, after we drafted DJ Moore, we said, you know, uh, Steve Smith said that after they lost me, they have never been able to replace me. And he was telling the truth. And we got a little something.
1: Interaction I remember Steve was in college because we were in Utah together. You guys think Steve
2: clips from the hall the video
1: as a pro man in college? It was nuts. Steve was such a competitor on the field. I remember we had one game we played at uh, New Mexico and they had Erlacher on their team. And Steve ran back a punt literally with one shoe on for a touchdown and he juked Erlacher for the score with one shoe on. Oh, the oh. acceleration, the
0: burst, the, the, the physical strength that Steve Smith had, his jumping ability. All those things, you know, you can see on tape.
2: Something about Utah, right? Steve Smith, third-round pick, so not like the focal point of the draft class at that point. Oh. means, a rookie playing in his first game in the NFL, not viewed as more than a rotational wide receiver guy, special teams player, and takes the opening kickoff in Minnesota back for a touchdown.
0: The rookie Smith from his seven-yard line, cutting outside thirty. There he goes. Smith is gone. The rookie on his first touch as a professional, all the way for a touchdown.
3: From that point. That, that sound familiar? Is- so, I mean if a player <laughs> yes, can it does. Him by himself single-handedly, Steve Smith pretty much did it. Hit
1: him right where we want him. Yeah, we'll overtime on, this, on the road. As we start overtime quarter number two. Smith! Heads- 45 to the 40! It's the the St. Louis played a lot of cover, too, which the safety would lean outside. Listen to so this. So you try to make the safety look like a clown by banging the post.
2: Make the, the safety look like a clown. We are starting to jump
1: our I, I love it, so Jake dude. Jake did a good job. of so on disrespectful. Two, <laughs> So we were able to get the time and get that route off. Takes a minute. So our old line did a great job. Steve ran a great route. Jake dropped a dime for a walk-off overtime win. That play was as well executed as any play it's really in the history of the NFL.
0: What happened between you and Tlaib on the field early in the game? I don't know. You gonna ask him, because he didn't finish the game. Ice up, son. Ice, Ice up, there was son. Swagger a confidence in Steve Smith and that passion. It's hard to find in human beings. But I'm telling you, you will not find a human being more competitive than Steve Smith. My emotion was part of my game. Some people say when you get emotional, you lose your focus. But for me, if you got me upset, my focus became more and more narrow.
1: You know, even in pre-game, you'd be looking at the opponent, you know, he would gear himself up. I've not seen a player. In my career,
0: it was as competitive as he was.
3: Anytime you've doubted Steven or given him a reason to be motivated, he took that reason and he used it.
0: Find me if you want to! Because he wouldn't accept mediocrity. He just refused. If you weren't going hard, he was going to challenge you.
3: He had a way of finding out if you were a guy, if you were going to go out there and do your job and play hard. If
2: you didn't get the job done, it would get you out of here. You either work your butt off or you get comfortable and get your walking papers.
1: We were both pretty darn competitive. Wallet. We played a win, and, and that's it. And obviously, Steve's the same way. We respected each other. We never, ever jumped each other's behind on the field. If I missed him on a pass, he never berated me like a lot of these deeper receivers do. You 50 interceptions. still my guy.
0: He brought a passion off the field, on the field, everywhere Steve went. He brings up passion as an analyst today. And that's something that I, I just, I I love Steve Smith for. It.
2: God, I love Steve Smith. It turns out that I love him just the same. I'm not going to let the last moments of his interactions with the Carolina Panthers dampen anything about it. In fact, I'm bringing this back up. I want to know, is there a bigger personnel blunder in the history of the Carolina Panthers, then releasing Steve Smith in 2014 to save $3 million. I don't buy this bullshit from Gettleman that with Steve Smith in the locker room, Cam Newton could not grow. How do you hear all of these greats talk so admirably about him? In that case, he's a man. He knows how to figure out if you're a man, as Ron Rivera said. Oh, I I'm, I get excited. I, he is the most electric Carolina Panther until we had Cam Newton. And that's it. Conversation that's over.
3: It. Far in the way. And you know, one of the things that we've learned about David Gettleman since uh, his time in Carolina came to an end and with New York, he does not value a true number one receiver very well. He just receivers, out, period. He just shipped out Odell he re-
2: Yeah, he doesn't he just value small back guys.
3: Back Listen, he looked uh, at his imagine, height
2: and he said Imagine
3: no. if Cam Newton had Steve Smith as a weapon in 2015. I mean, maybe it would have made the difference. Maybe not. We don't know. We'll never know. But I, I know one thing. Having a dependable option to be able to throw the ball to – down the field and you know that he's going to beat the coverage i mean that's steve smith man a number one wide receiver you know it may not be a necessity or a a necessity cam newton in 2015 showed you that but what you do need is a dependable target that the cam newton that cam newton knows that he can go to time and time again and he has not had that in forever and man it's so incredibly valuable and Steve Smith uh, is hands down the best receiver that has ever put on the uniform for the Carolina Panthers. And until DJ Moore or Curtis Samuel proves otherwise, no one has. Oh, has they it to do man, it.
2: they don't even have an opportunity. Like they ain't gonna sniff Steve Smith jockstrap until they get a triple crown.
3: That's I mean, what. I don't wanna, like I'm I don't sorry, like it's just. Young boys, but I hear you
2: like is this he's a legend he's legendary the guys in the chat room are saying this Josh Mass, imagine that 2015 was Smitty CK I, I put this out here I got chills watching this video when I when I watched it and today and on, on top of that i started tweeting about my memories of of smitty and what i put out there was what i just said is there a bigger person personnel blunder in the history of the of, of the carolina panthers than releasing steve smith to save five bucks and that's what we ultimately did let me put this out there is that we cut him to save three million dollars and this is in 2013 we did it or 2014 season we then drafted a rookie in Kelvin Benjamin uh, to to just step in and do it. And while he had an admirable 900 yards or whatever it was, is that we know that Steve Smith goes on to have gas in the tank. And on top of that, you got to go and sign another veteran. And even if you sign him at a veteran, $1.5 million, you're saving pennies at this point to pay Steve Smith to go away. He goes and punishes you for it. Steve Smith was electric as a Carolina Panther. CK, when we talk about what Steve Smith was as a player, what do you think of? What do you think of in the pan? Not, I guess I'm trying not to just place him in the pantheon of the Panthers because that's an easy conversation. He's at the top. But what he meant for a team with limited talent, and he still did what he did. I continue to say this. We we screwed Steve Smith by making him play for the Panthers from
1: 2009-2011. I mean, you can't disagree with that, that statement. But the one thing I'll say is top – the top five Panthers memories outside of the 2015 season. Name one that doesn't involve a team that has Steve Smith on it. You know, like it just—that's <laughs> a great way of putting it. That's a
2: great way of putting it. He was a I, it, fucking dog, a dog, yeah. the
3: meanest dog in the yard. And you wanted that aggression, man. You wanted that. Pardon my French. That fuck you attitude on the field. It's like we're going to the end zone. And I don't really care what your opinion on the matter is. Like we're going that way, dog. And listen, man, I mean we have a whole segment, the longest segment in C three history is dedicated from the words of Steve <laughs> Smith himself. The man is a legend, dude. I mean he has that little man complex, but dude, that little man would whoop your ass, son. Yeah, I mean just badass and that type of bravado for days, man. Incredible
2: player. CK, first thing, I say Steve,
1: Steve Smith, first memory. First? Uh, I got, it's got to be X-Clown. I mean, well, no, okay. it's it's def, it's definitely going to be the Vikings. Uh, Or uh, Vi- uh, was it Vikings? I don't know. This is the Robo. The, the Robo. Yeah.
2: Is it not? Well, okay. Look at this. We've already got. You just fumbled between three plays. Yes, I did. Right? And what I mean by that is that's how awesome he is. The very fucking first play of, the, of his career, he scores, a, he, he runs. Oh, I guess that was against the Vikings, wasn't it? The first play I where he scored so. a touchdown. All right. All right. I was thinking about this when you said the Vikings, he made that one corner. Do you remember there was a corner he played for the Washington Redskins at one point point? And then he went and played for the Minnesota Vikings, and he was actually a pretty damn good player. This was when Steve Smith did the rowboat celebration, and he put up like two hundred yards on this one dude, and the guy like had to quit football after. What somebody? Somebody in the YouTube yeah. chat room has to get that back. Who was that guy? It was like Hank, Hank, uh, Hank something, something Hank. No, I cannot. I'm gonna. We're gonna look it up. All right, so <laughs> you're flipping between his very first play of his career and An ex-clown. ex-clown. Cody, first memory, Steve Smith. Or not first memory, first memory
3: that comes to mind. Oh, man. it. Uh, you know what, man? It has to be against the Arizona Cardinals, Cam Newton's touchdown pass. That's what I was going to say, pass. strangely. It's oh, my Steve God. Smith, it's good. Man. Oh, it was Cam. so good. Cam to Agent 89 and boy he just run into the end zone like a boss man just dude the most confidence that you could ever have I mean like I said man you want that guy on your side in a fight it doesn't matter who you're against man you want Steve Smith on your team
2: I was thinking about when, when the reason I love that play That play, when it comes to Cam Newton coming into league, it's like if you had this hot girl walk into your house, this beautiful girl you're trying to hit on, and that beautiful girl being Cam Newton. She comes in there, and she's like, and you're trying to impress her. You're trying to impress her. And then you open up your parents' medicine cabinet slash liquor cabinet, and then you slide to the right, and you find like the most gorgeous bottle of liquor that nobody knows about and you go hey let's take this old bottle of liquor off the shelf aka steve smith that's been sitting here and aging for the last five fucking years with no damn help and then oh he's delicious still he's still delicious (laughs) and then he went on to crush it for two freaking seasons It was so wonderful to see that fine-aged wine come back out, man. It tasted good when those grapes were fresh, and it tasted better when it was vintage. Steve Smith was, I I continue to say, I slightly wish we would have traded him to Indianapolis in 2008.
1: Just so he would have a better career?
2: Oh, my God. If he would have been with Peyton in those top three years... 08, 09, 10, 11, four years right there. Peyton has the top of his game right before he busts his neck up, whatever it was. He would have – Reggie Wayne, what? Who? Yeah. That type – I mean, if you would have put him with that, I, I just continue to look at his statistics and say, man, he did that with the best quarterback being Jake Delum.
3: Yeah, and you know, to me, it kind of goes to the point. You know, uh, a, a good wide receiver and a good quarterback. I mean, they can make each other, man. I mean, they can absolutely make each other. I, I, you know, I've, uh, I've, you know, look at um, you know DeAndre Hopkins in, in Houston. Now that he has Deshaun Watson throwing the football, now you see that guy making crazy plays all the time. And, I mean, it. it you know, they, they boost each other's level of play. Um, but I'm not happy that we didn't trade him to Indianapolis. I'm happy that it was <laughs> I mean, I don't, I just feel, It's kind of like yeah, the Kimba thing. It's kind of like the Kimba thing. It's the Kimba thing. It's like is yeah. we under- – Chase the championship. It's not,
2: well, not even that. It's like, hey, we recognize that you as a player are giving your 100% all. Like, you you bleed on the field for us. That was the one thing you knew, and that's what they highlighted in the video, is that Steve Smith gave every ounce, every cellular piece of material he had at that moment, he gave to you. And what we didn't feel like in that kind of, well, that three-year run, four-year run, From 07, maybe. I mean, because of 08, we got in there with all those, with just running backs only. But the point I'm saying is this you didn't feel like the organization was doing that. No. You know? And so then you're looking at it going, holy shit, we need, I don't know, is that I look back at those plays. There has not been, there's no one that's been more electric than Steve Smith. And the only person that can compare to him is Cam Newton, electrically.
3: Yeah. I mean, we could play the comparison game. I mean, I'm always going to put Cam as number one. That's what got me back into football in a huge way. Uh, And then Steve Smith, you know, for those two years, I was heartbroken when I found out that we traded him, man. And I was never a fan of uh, a lot of the offensive weapons that Dave Gelleman put around Cam Newton. And then to lose somebody like Steve Smith, and then to see what Dave Kettleman does with Odell Beckham Jr. Man, it's just embarrassing that the the guy doesn't um, understand the 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 value in defensive backs and wide receivers. I mean, especially in today's NFL, it's so incredibly important. Uh, but I do get what you're saying about the Kemba Walker thing. I was wanting Kemba to leave the Hornets. Forever, man. That dude deserves better than the Hornets. So. His
2: name was Fred Smoot. Fred Smoot was... Uh, Steve Smith said that he destroyed, quote, a guy that I take pride in, I destroyed his career, is Fred Smoot, Smith said Wednesday. He was never the same after... After coming in Bank of America Stadium, things just went downhill from there. Smith humiliated trash-talking Smoot to the tune of a franchise-high 201 yards and a touchdown in a 2005 (laughs) game. That's right. My man, Fred Smoot, was trying to – not my man – Trying to talk shit about Steve Smith and my man, Steve Smith, put up 201 on him. 201 and a TV. <laughs> and then said, I ruined his, I destroyed his career. Fred Smoot, rest in peace. Rest in peace. All right. Camp, let's move on. You're listening to the C3 Panthers podcast, brought to you by CarolinaCatchronicles.com. Call into the Cat Calls line. The number's two five two-228-5098. Cody, the next thing up is uh, all in with the Panthers and guess who's there? Cam Newton getting an edge up, getting a clean up. He got his shoulder cleaned up in the offseason, but let's see him get his little head trimmed up with the cigar.
3: Yeah, man. Look, you know Cam, Killer Cam kind of makes sure the drip is on point at all times, all time, every time. Uh, But before I play this clip, uh, you know, knowing how the season ended and, and hearing Cam talk like he does like you're about to hear not only is it is it kind of sad but it gives you you know a little bit of insight into what cam newton thinks about his teammates and how much responsibility he puts on himself in in trying to get these guys to hoist the super bowl championship so without further ado
0: I don't, I, don't, I don't believe in the, that type of pressure when it comes to expectations being held up. Because one thing that gives me supreme confidence is I know what I do weekly, no one's doing. No one even is thinking about doing certain things that, I, that I'm willing to do. And come Sunday that's the only thing that runs through my mind. In this league, it comes, like, you you have a small window to accomplish certain things. And who knows, are we still in that window? Who knows? No one knows. But I for damn sure know that when it comes to me and my preparation, I will always be ready. And I know... Every game won't be no lights out game offensively where we put up 40 points or whatever, and the defense may not just shut them out. But you know, you just have to go into each and every game prepared. <laughs> Look at how
2: fucking cool my man is.
0: Uphold your energy, lord, and that's when it comes that's back to catch to... me out, baby. When well, you got a guy like Ryan, a guy that I know has my back, and TD, um. Uh Frazier. I had and to I had to Twitter about to this. I was ashamed when I got the answer great. of who
2: Frazier was. Mose.
3: No, it wasn't Moe's no, uh, Julius, was so Julius Peppers. Julius uh, Peppers. Yeah,
2: that's his nickname sure for that Julius that Peppers. Is Peppers. Is I was like, see, why yeah. is he talking yeah. about Mose Frazier Like nobody knows him. Not Cam.
3: Oh nothing, baby. I'm so freaking excited, dude. Oh my yeah. god. Uh, yeah, I can't wait for. I listen. I love documentary series. I need a like cold I said, I've,
2: shower. I've,
3: I've watched. <laughs> uh, I've, I've watched them all. Um, you know, I, I love the, and especially when it comes to football. Like I love Last Chance University. Uh, I love all those shows. So the fact that we're gonna get to see an in depth behind the look. Uh, oh my god. Behind gosh. the scenes look. Ugh at the carolina panthers dude in the season like i cannot tell y'all how pumped
2: i am for this it's it's actually i'm almost nervous about it like i'm it's like a nervous excitement it's a nervous it's like like how mugs are waiting for the new release of whatever their favorite movie sci-fi series is is like you're so excited about it you're like please live up to it please live up to it Every, you know what I mean like, it's like let me love it let me feel good when I watch it I just want it to be perfect and I'm so nervous about it on top of that I was going to mention too I was embarrassed about when he said Frazier who the hell is Fraser? I'm like who the hell is Fraser? and like you said CK Moe's Fraser. I'm sitting there I'm at work I'm sitting there going what
1: the fuck do you have to do with that?
2: Moe's <laughs> Shit. You want to win a title for most Fraser? That's like saying you want to win a title for the C3 Panthers podcast. Like, damn. All right. but All right. All right. But then I tweeted it out, and people said that that's the nickname he had for Julius Pepper. Oh,
3: you tweeted it out?
2: Yeah. I was like, who the fuck is this Fraser cat?
3: Bro, brother, <laughs> you should have you should have texted me or something. First. Nah, nah, I wasn't even embarrassed. I followed this it shit like it, it crazy. Was I was it, like, was "Who it, the fuck
2: is this?" It's not Mose. It's not Mose. Welcome to Mose.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, he uh, called Julius Peppers. That, that was like Joe Fraser, the boxer. So, ah, Joe Fraser. Yeah, all right, yeah, all that, right. Was like, that was that like Joe Frazier. Okay. So, yeah, man, that was his nickname. Uh, Cam has the best nicknames, man, and I love that. Uh, that he gives it to him. It's like a sign of respect. It's like saying, "Yeah, man, if I fuck hey, up with you, I'm gonna give you a Yeah, nickname. yeah.
2: I mean, imagine if you if you were Cam's friend, you didn't have a handshake.
3: Yeah, right. right? You'd, be You'd be
2: like, You'd "Whoa, like, one of the be like, like Cam." Can we work on the handshake when we got a moment? My my point too is, be like, nah,
3: bro. The most important
2: <laughs> part of this all-in series is really for the whole C3 family to watch this with a forensic eye. For one thing, one thing is that someone told me a long time ago that Cam Newton actually had a Cam Wow. And if I see a Cam Wow hung somewhere in Cam Newton's collection of memorabilia, I'm going crazy. I'm going nuts, so so please, you forensic fans out there, you slow down okay. the frames and f- hey, fuck it. We're
3: playing Where's Waldo. Now. Photoshop that shit
2: for me just to make my life Photoshop. goddamn amazing. <laughs> wow, Oh,
3: uh, man. So uh, yeah, it's okay. I don't know if we ever got your uh, uh, opinion on the on the prime thing. Uh, are, you, are you excited about um? Checking out. Or Do not tell
2: me you don't have Prime, asshole.
1: Oh, I. I <laughs> that's what two people said, Josh from Ash. I'm looking at you. Uh, yeah, no, I have Prime. I have Prime. Um, but uh, so so I'm super excited for more than a couple of reasons. So July 19th, I close on my house. I'm I'm selling my house. So. Nice. Oh, hell kinda, yeah. Congratulations. So it it kind of closes out one chapter of my life and starts a new one so I can start kind of like you know relive what happened in the past and then really kind of look forward to what's going to happen this season what day do you close on july 19th
2: you have to like wake up at midnight and binge this in your old house and then like watch it by yourself in an empty home and then leave that shit
1: behind yeah it's (laughs) <laughs> and that's sort of the thing I was talking to my buddy about my buddy's a Buffalo Bills fan. We're actually going to be going to the Bills game. Uh, thanks to Susan, um, the preseason. But, you know, I was talking about this series and I'm like, you know, I'm excited about it. But at the same time, like, I'm just going to go through this emotional roller coaster that was last season. And we've I- already kind of had this conversation. Right, you know, that, know. that the up, so the nervous. six and two. Oh my gosh, we're finally we're gonna a winning franchise. We go get it. We go get it.
2: It's we're consistently <laughs> winning now.
1: And then, then you know, we know collapse. What Freaking TJ Watt. Just <laughs> kidding. No. he yeah, had he issues Watt. long before TJ Watt.
3: Well,
2: well, let's go, was, let's revisit this before we watch fantastic. the show. I do want to ask you this. Is that overall, your opinions on last season, like your memory of what it was, the arc of the season and the story, what is it now? Because I'm interested in hearing how it changes as we watch the show. Yeah. And number one, I think you bring up a fantastic point, CK, is that we're six and two here. (sighs) You know, Joe Riolano, when we're in week three, four, says this defense looks old. Right? And, yeah. and No, then,
3: Joe said that Joe said that in the preseason.
2: He said it Joe, early. Joe it might have been like week two. Early. Yeah, it was early. Shout it was out, real shout early. Shout
3: Joe Riolano, man. Joe was on that shit.
2: So then but then you're watching it and you're watching um you watch that first game where we played Dallas, I believe. And it was like a 15 12 game, and you're like, Oh God, another Panthers offense that's going to start slow. Right. You're looking at that, and then you're like, Well, the defense has got to carry us. But no, the offense masked a lot of warts. They put, they were the makeup of a lot of blemishes when it came to that team. And we, we go to a six and two record, and we're sitting there at six and two, and we're saying, You know what? Maybe the defense is okay enough to get by but then we got this offense that's starting to bud cam's looking proficient and uh like we got a couple of exciting things and then it's and it starts to fall apart a little and then it falls apart more and then it becomes a god forsaken avalanche of terribleness coming down the mountain at us and and so that's my recollection of what the season was like. But when you're at six and two there, what are you thinking, Cody? We're in Pittsburgh, right? Third yeah. Whatever. Maybe maybe we were.
3: David Tepper came from Pittsburgh. It was a big deal. Um, I, I had an analogy but it was very adult and I don't know if it would be the best thing for YouTube. So uh, I'll go ahead and say this, this season was like, you know, those games that you play in an arcade with the claw and you Mm. have to go down and pick up the, the, the stuffed animal Mm. and then right at the end, you got it all the way, you know, you have it, dude, that shit is yours. And then it just lets it go. And you're like, Oh, that's, that's, that's what Well, ABC. with your
2: adult analogy, I think we prematurely came.
3: Dude, that's what that's I was, was saying, say. man. I that's think
2: that's what, what we did in that season last year. But it was looking like, hey, as we're getting it done, we're figuring out a way, we're going to get healthy and then you can't lose Cam. Now, um the other thing I wanted to ask about, well, actually, what was it? I was going to say Cam new. Oh. So I'm sitting at the bar guys yesterday and um, I'm watching tennis not right like, watching tennis I like we we stop we take my kid to karate so you're like I'm sitting you're sitting at the, the bar me. on a Monday <laughs> afternoon like god damn but yes I was sitting at the bar on a Monday afternoon after work on Mondays we take our kid to karate she goes to karate and there happens to be this wonderful craft beer bottle shop right beside it where you get to get craft beers so she goes to karate we rendezvous at the damn tapped (laughs) shout out to tapped on fire tower for that it's amazing so they had the tennis they had the women's tennis on and they were showing men's highlights and i go hmm. i wonder how cam newton would be at tennis because i saw this guy who was like six two and i was like man he was a little long playing tennis i don't know if he's athletic enough but then i was thinking well cam he probably could do this like i'm saying so i said i said it aloud i said hmm i wonder how cam newton would be at tennis and the guy there's two people at the bar beside me one guy said he'd probably drop his top hat And the next guy said he would probably be sorry. So we get two negative comments right after this. And immediately after they say that, I go, hmm, I think he'd probably be awesome. (laughs) That's how I see this. Would Cam Newton be good at tennis? No, that's not the question. Is why. Why, why, why do people... Cam Newton... Is there anything he could be bad at?
3: You know, it's funny that you bring this up. Uh, I was watching uh, John Jones uh, fight Tiago Santos at UFC 239 this past Saturday. And I was thinking about that, too, man. You know, what if you put Cam Newton in the prime of his young career and put him in the octagon? Dude, that I don't could, know. Do you think he's mean enough? Ch- he's tough enough. Well, is no, he mean like- enough? there's a lot of similarities between throwing a punch and throwing the football. So, I mean, he might not, I don't know his ability to take a punch, but I know damn sure. Oh, he can take a punch. He can take it. Oh yeah. And yeah, we do know that. He's um, tough. From from him being, I, I mean, just whenever you get hit on the jaw, that's a different thing, but I somehow think that Cam Newton is such a physical beast that yeah, whatever he put his mind to playing professionally, He'd be incredible. It. It's kind of like CK.
2: How like CK? If Cam Newton played soccer, they would actually score twelve goals. <laughs> yeah.
3: Instead he'd of one. Have, he'd be like the women's team. That's the solution. That's we the solution have, we, to fix we might have soccer. Made the World Cup with Cam yeah, Newton.
2: Yes, Cup the men's <laughs> team would actually be good if they had Cam Newton.
1: Yeah, for that, sure. that that might be a stretch, but I mean, I, I'm a Cam supporter. Don't get me wrong. What if he played goalie? Goalie, he's uh, long. You know, go, that, goalie would be all right. I think with his height, his reach, his I mean, he just has the uh, ability to be a goal. I just uh, if he put his mind to it and he actually practiced uh, soccer, I think that would be a different story. I think he'd be all right. Um but, what if he you know, threw think, the ball in and just
2: killed someone? Took
1: their (laughs) head. That's what I would do. I would throw it at the defenseman. Uh, No, just all he would need to do catch the ball as a goalie, and he could just jet it, he could just fire it into the other goal.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He just throw it. Well, the sad the crazy thing is, is there's only one thing that may be too big for Cam to overthrow. And that's the fucking soccer field, cause God forsaken, it is like twelve acres of land out there. (laughs) You look at that; it's keeping landscapers in business for lifetimes. It is no. All right, so Cam Newton. Oh, speaking of, let's continue on with Cam Newton. Cody, uh, yeah. So hit me up, you. You and Cody came hard. Cody came after. This is what I, I I agree I agree with Cody on this. But Cody on Twitter, I I pull up Twitter at work. Uh, like I'm in the bathroom. I, everybody, everybody's like, "Do you work?" I'm like, "Well, I'm also taking a dump." My bad, folks. <laughs> so I'm there and I pull up Twitter and Cody is like, blasting, blasting PFF. Put on blast. Tell us what happened, oh, yeah. Cody.
3: Yeah, man. So, uh, well, I'll just I'll just show you guys uh, what I put. Listen, we need to have a real discussion about these snobs at Pro Football Focus, and I'm not just saying this because you know Steve Palazzolo of PFF is trying to drag Cam Newton. But these numbers are so soulless, man, and they don't they don't take so much into context, even though they tell you that they do. So, uh, Steve Palazzolo of Pro Football Focus says, I'm struggling with the Hall of Fame path for Cam. He's a unique player, incredible runner, volatile passer. How many years of Cam Newton, how many years of Cam's career has he played like a top 10 quarterback? Not many. Bro, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Cam Newton has been having to do more with less than almost any quarterback in the NFL since he's been here. You don't know if uh, if the quarterback and the well. Receiver what did will you to
2: say play. to him? Tell us. Yeah, so, can you can you tell us what your tweet said?
3: This is why PFF is garbage <laughs> at evaluating quarterback talent. Throwing the football to big, fat, slow receivers will be terrible for your QBR. These two, uh, these super analytical guys are often oblivious to context and play design pff is so overrated and up their own ass and i stand by what i say on blast on blast man listen pff you know i'm not saying that they don't add some value but listen if you all think that pff is the bible the word of god on what players are good or bad and all these numbers You have to learn how to decipher this for yourself, man. These guys, (laughs) they don't know what they're looking at when they're watching Cam Newton play football.
2: Sorry, again, let me interrupt here. The best YouTube comment of the night comes from Mr. Froth. Cam would be hell in beach volleyball. (laughs) You goddamn (laughs) right. He would fuck your ass up in a beach volleyball. Oh, my God. And he would look great doing it, and there would be beautiful women all around. I'm ready. I'm on Cam's team. All right, so you hear that, CK. You hear this. RR, all right, what do you think of Cody's reaction? Let's ask that, CK. Is Cody being Mama Bear to to Cam Newton here in a little? Because that's what my friend tweeting Clip tells me. Clip Brock tells me, calls me Mama Bear. Cam Newton, anytime you come after him, I'm coming up like, damn, Mike Tolbert's mama on that. Or is he being Mama Bear or are they being what, – what do you think about this
1: moment? I think there's a lot of validity to it. You know, with the PFF, like, if you think about it, if they're looking at stats over the first, you know, what, eight, nine years of somebody's career, Cam Newton has some of the best. Like, he's got better numbers than Tom yeah, Brady. like, what are he's they looking at? Than,
2: you know,
1: well, yeah, yeah, he's got a better I, number than Breeze. The only quarterback in the South, in the NFC South, that has a better first eight seasons of their career is Matt Ryan. And you know oh, I I know that yeah. to be fair, statistically speaking, he has the better numbers, but to be fair, he's if also you don't Jones. Say, if you and right. you don't count and, any uh,
2: rushing too. at uh, any rushing statistics. Exactly. Exactly. And
3: and better offensive line play and uh Telvin Coleman and Devontae Freeman. By the way, and, Matt
2: Vom Matt Vomit <laughs> Matt Ryan makes me want to vomit. Don't ever say <laughs> that again. And dude,
3: and, and pro football focused. Sucks off Matt Ryan At every chance that they get Let me ask you this
2: Cody What are they focusing on If you're not focusing on Stats What are they Because CK tells us right here And he's right And that's what I tweeted Is he shattered Every fucking record you could think of
0: You know what I'm saying Like, what,
2: What do you need at what point What do you need him to do what do you need him to do? And that's what I say to these guys is screw you, is that if you're wavering, if you think he's on the path, no, he's making the path, homie. He's got the machete. He's hacking through the fucking jungle, and he has made a path. The only thing that's going to stop Cam Newton from getting into the Hall of Fame would be a a, a god. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, <laughs> like so a career ending shit. That's it. Yeah. Is that like, what else do you have to fucking do?
3: Well, so this is my, uh, this is what I feel Pro Football Focus does. Like they have people that evaluate every single play, apparently, and, and they rate a player according to their scale. But they, like I said, they're not talking about, uh, you know, did the, did the, uh, where the quarterback was the quarterback and the receiver on the same page, they don't know what the what the goal of that specific play call was. Uh, they're not talking about how separated the receivers are from the defensive back, how many times uh, the ball was dropped or boggled or intercepted because the ball went through through their hands. Numbers will never tell you the full picture on Cam Newton. They just they're not going to. How about and this? They is
2: they won't tell you the full picture but cody they tell us some pretty impressive shits on their own don't they don't they paint a pretty fucking impressive picture on their own hundred
3: percent how many people would have the numbers that cam newton is putting up if uh how many people have his numbers that's what i I I say is how many mugs have his numbers even with the talent, the, the, the little talent that he's had around him on offense and on the offensive line and at the rece- uh, receiving position, uh, listen, Cam Newton has already had, in my opinion, a Hall of Fame type of career, and a Super Bowl is going to cement that.
2: If he gets a Super Bowl, I don't want to ever hear this conversation again from anybody.
0: That's hey man, it. it like that's it. NFL. Is
2: that like no? I promise. And that's well. You know what? I will. I'm gonna comment and tell them when Cam gets his Super Bowl. You have to permit. You have to delete this shit forever. Delete this yep. thought. Not the tweet. The fucking thought. The thought. <laughs> the thought. The
3: thought. The thought. You from New Jersey now?
2: <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So speaking of, uh, I'm salty. I'm upset. I'm salty and upset. Someone else turns out to be a salty ass mug. Mug, and look, I'm cursing a lot tonight. I don't like this. I do I have a foul mouth. Ball. I think you I'm did. a bad influence. You, you are a bad, vulgar influence on me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have a foul mouth. You. I try to clean it up on this podcast, <laughs> and then Cody okay. shows. I bring the been worst out
3: in you. Or is it the best? And hey now, and hey now. How about oh, this? I totally Tell me
2: this is what the hell happened? All right, so we get this terrible moment, the sad moment of of uh, Catman dies. Yeah, we talked about it earlier. This person passes away, and within 24 hours, D'Angelo Williams comes at the Panthers organization. Now, be mindful of this: the Panthers are owned by a different person now. Than when d'angelo played for them there's a completely oh, yeah. different culture already so your salty ass feelings show today look uh cody what go ahead and play the video it's not a video it's just a series of tweets i do want to uh what what d said was this is number one he said he said this. He said, "Look, huh? This Panther fan, the biggest Panther fan in the world, passing away, and and have has all right. It says this. I, mean, I need to read it verbatim. Um. Dot 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 dot. The biggest Panther fan in the world. By the way, Panther lowercase has passed yeah. away at Panthers. You, lowercase you. Sorry, bothers me. Should prob." Say something about Catman. Show us you care about the fans. D'Angelo Williams calling out the Carolina Panthers on July 6th. I'm pretty sure that's like right when the stories are coming out. (laughs) What is D'Angelo doing here, guys?
3: Dude, can you imagine caring like dude this is like that ex-girlfriend that will not stop talking shit about you online and you've been broken up like what uh, seven years now like Let's move on, <laughs> find some other shit to do like really <laughs> is this still like come on man like I, I understand you think that you're making a point but then you're dragging the death of another man into this like come on bro like that's like that's i i know we're cussing too much tonight man but that. That's a real bitch move, in, in my opinion. And all he does is trash on people that that he feels wronged him. And I guess that means the entirety of the Panther fans that bought his jersey and supported him when he was here. Like, the guy is just, I mean, he's trash, man. Like, uh, this is low. He's always been low. And, dude, I, I i hate that we didn't even have to talk about him right now, man. He's such a loser. All right, TK.
2: D'Angelo comes out, calls the Panthers out, which is kind of like, uh, this is awkward, right? Is, uh, have you called your mother yet? Have you called your mother yet? That's what I feel like I'm getting from somebody is that my mom's an Italian woman and she needs to be called, right? She needs to, and it's just <laughs> like, it's like, why haven't you called me? Like, it's like, hey, first of all, we're working on the shit, hey. A. It's been like, why has this got to be on your damn timeline? But B, D'Angelo then goes on and just fights with Panther fans incessantly about like, no, I'm not salty. You're the bitch ass mode. Like this and that, back and forth, back and forth. Why? What? To me, is this self-serving and CK going back to the whole pink thing There's always been a degree, I feel like, with D'Angelo and the wrestling shit, the self-promotion.
1: Yeah, but but it just seems like he is losing so much goodwill with people that really... We uh, all liked him! We liked him at one point. I mean, even the social things that he did with breast cancer and things like that. I mean, you want to sit there and still like the guy, but I mean, when he pulls... It's just like he's alienating so many people that once supported him more than anybody else did he went to steeler nation certainly he did a good job there for a couple of years (laughs) did we wish him ill will no no nuns it's 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 absolutely asinine to sit here and think that he's gonna sit treat people who clearly are are coming to his defense in certain circumstances like they're bottom of the you know pond scum you know it just doesn't make any sense to me
2: He is obviously out of touch. You know, this is what happens when you do get success and you have done a lot of right things in your life, right? You've done so many right things, but you are a victim of your own success in this instance to where you think that everybody else hasn't. Their misfortune is because they aren't as good as you. They didn't work as hard as you. You have bought into your own legend, D'Angelo Williams. And I'm sorry to say this, is that, actually, I'm not sorry to say it, is that ever since I've gotten to know D'Angelo Williams, I have liked him less. And this is coming from an East Carolina, uh, East Carolina Pirates fan who watched D'Angelo Williams when he played for Memphis run roughshod all over us. He was a fantastic college football player. Phenomenal. He gets drafted by the Carolina Panthers. I'm so excited. I saw this guy. I'm like, man, this dude is amazing. And he played amazing. He was a jerk to the players in the locker room. He was already talking shit to Deshaun Foster. You can go and listen to where's that cat now i talked to deshaun foster he didn't see it as talking shit but he's my—he comes in as a rookie cocky as all get out but you know what my man bawled my man bawled out and then things go sour with the organization but things didn't sour with the fans until he did it that's the thing is yeah. nobody here? Actually, he reclaimed a little bit of his legacy in those final years, where he played pretty well with the Carolina Panthers, but things started to sour because him. We just don't like him.
3: Well, and listen, you're, every every action has an equal and opposite reaction. So when you treat people with disrespect, like, what do you expect fans to do? You're talking about the Carolina Panthers. Do you think Panther fans aren't going to call you uh, an asshole for acting like an asshole to the team and to players that have been on the team? It's like, come on, dude, you're old, you're tired. It's, It's like you're making yourself look pathetic. And like what CK does, he genuinely does a lot of work for breast cancer awareness. His mom died of breast cancer. Like, the dude has a good story. But when you go out of your way to act like a jerk, you can't get mad when people call you a jerk. Straight up, I mean, it, it is what it is. He's so salty. Um, I don't know why. Like I said, he's like that ex girlfriend that doesn't know how to move on, or boyfriend. We don't, we don't discriminate. Whatever. That 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 ex that doesn't know how to get you out of their heart and head. So in order to make themselves feel better, they have to shit all over you and the success that you're having. So dude peace he's out gone on
2: yeah I mean he's gone on to call people losers on the internet and it's just it, it's like a well I'm sure that he does deal with a lot and any any star deals with a ton of mentions you know what I'm saying so I look at my at mentions on Twitter I'm like oh people care about me if you're a celebrity you look at your app mentions, you're like, shit, everybody hates me, right? So I know he deals with a ton, but you can't don't shit where you sleep or eat. What right. is the what's the saying?
3: Uh, don't, yeah, don't shit, don't, where, don't you shit where you eat. Yeah, don't shit where you live where
2: or you eat. Sleep. Whatever it is, whatever it is, is D'Angelo did that? He made his money. You, what you do is you con the fans and you endear the fans. Just like I'm going to endear these people. God bless. God bless Susan Deans and Master Froth. Master. Mr. Froth.
3: Hey, he, he might like Master. yeah. But he has a great question. And thanks to both uh, for the show of support to the show. Uh, I mean, me and Tony... Stand you know, we're, beside
2: we're, we're, me. Also.
3: We're doing we're doing some cool shit and listen guys if you haven't checked it out or if you came in a little bit earlier uh, we have a new intro to the show that uh, none other than CK himself uh, did the voiceover for it's an evolving thing but uh, we're doing some cool things and we're doing it with the support from you guys so thanks you
1: to Carolina those that have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions only one podcast roars ferociously it's the c3 panthers podcast
3: oh, that's nasty, oh that is nasty i love that <laughs> shout out to tony for throwing it together S-K, your Ooh. voice is incredible you have the voice of a masculine angel my man
1: a masculine <laughs> angel on that note guys i gotta get out of here Uh, go ck
2: go take care of your family
3: thank you for joining us brother and until next time man you can always join all right peace out all all right (laughs) thank
2: you mr froth for your contribution your your donation to panther nation that's what it is
3: that's what we need to
2: call it it's a donation to panther nation
3: a donation to Panther? 100%. We're growing. All we do is use
2: it to grow the channel. We just take the money that's in that little account, and we use it to pay for the hosting, and then we pay to advertise the account. Like We don't get anything from this. So, donate to Panther Nation. Our, our goal right here is to grow the Carolina Panthers fan base, and not that we're going to do it single-handedly. That's not what I'm trying to say is this, is that Some. uh, we we need a fan base like Green Bay. And I'm not saying, look, I'm not trying to call out Panther fans and saying they're not good enough. Is this, we need generational fans. We need fans that live, we already got it. We already have, the seeds are planted. The Rich Kingstons, the Jay Cryers are planted in England, right? We have a ton of people throughout the country who are following the Carolina Panthers. That's the thing is that these cherished franchises have a generation, generational fan base, and they're everywhere. And don't worry, we're making the Panthers like that.
3: And they're loud, and they're proud, and they travel. And there are some fans that, hey, especially if you're on their territory – you just don't fuck with the man, because you know they rock, they ride with the Carolina Panthers. And, yeah, you're 100% correct. And I think David Tepper um, is really taking steps to ensure that we continue to build upon that, man, having the Panther in the end zone. Um, and, look, and listen, this is another thing that I don't think that we've talked about. This Amazon Prime, all or nothing, in my opinion, is such a David Tepper move. Like, of course, he would want his team to be featured That's in the first promotion. season. Promotion. Yeah, promotion. Look, there are going to be people that are going to be fans of the Carolina Panthers because of this show. They're going to get to know Cam Newton. They're going to get to know Olsen and McCaffrey. And listen, man. This oh,
2: bro- what about McCaffrey in the. And, and now, Dayton old homeboys leftovers.
3: Le- leftovers. That's what
2: I call it. well it's not leftovers. Her. When you look at her, you're like, damn, I want to put you in the microwave. You look delicious. Wait, who- <laughs> what? I mean, um, what? You don't, don't know about that. this? You don't know about no, Christian McCaffrey no. and hold
1: on.
3: Let me look it up. I don't follow pop culture. I I know this is an Instagram model, but that's the extent of my knowledge. Uh no, she used
2: to be Edelman's girlfriend. I think it was Edelman.
3: Oh, is that the one that used to post pictures of her in bed with them? like, And homeboy was still passed out?
2: Oh, well, wow. I didn't look deep enough into the internet, obviously. You might need to stay away no. from that
3: one. <laughs> I,
2: I, I mean, I need to look at this a little more
3: carefully, obviously.
2: <laughs> uh, no, her name is... No, that's not it. Of course, his ex girlfriend is pretty too. Good lord! Well, Dude, of course she right. is. Of course she is.
0: Dude, of if course
1: you're a she is. McCaffrey,
3: Don't worry.
2: I mean, look, if you saw any me,
3: girl that you wanted, if you're a Christian McCaffrey. Right,
2: my computer's acting slow. Somebody tell us who the hell? Hold on, is this girl? that Christian McCaffrey is seeing. He was in Mexico with her. And here, cool, seven degrees of separation. Uh, TMZ just put out something. I watched it today, TMZ Sports. I looked at the article, and I was like, I just want to look at the reading part. Also, you saw, you know what I was doing. You all know about my personal habits throughout the day, obviously. But (laughs) I'm sitting there enjoying the throne, and I'm like, I want to read the article. And I had to watch the video. TMZ, you suck for that because, like, why are you, I don't want to watch a video in the bathroom with the noise? But I did. <laughs> but I did, and it was uh, they were in Mexico, and he was with. Here's your seven degrees of separation. Uh, he was vacationing with uh, because the girl who he's dating is friends with Tyler Gaffney. Gaffney? That's his name. Remember, Dude, you have former, lost me,
3: brother. Tyler have no Gaffney,
2: former Panther. We drafted him in 2014. He had a great preseason. He got hurt. He was the guy that the Panthers tried to stash on the practice squad, and the Patriots went and z- z- nabbed. That's the guy, Tyler Gaffney. Look it up. But he was there. With Tyler Gaffney, Tyler Gaffney's wife, and this new girl.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've only vaguely heard about this story. Man, listen, I just imagine that if you're a Christian McCaffrey, you could have probably any woman in the world that you wanted. Maybe, Olivia Copa. Her name Olivia, is Al- yeah, Olivia
2: Copa. That sounds
3: familiar. Yeah, I mean, listen, if you're McCaffrey. Uh, like I said, you have just about any woman that you want to. I mean, would it, does it surprise you that his girlfriend is like? Uh, I don't know. The thing that would that would frighten me though is if you're bouncing around from football player to football player, literally and figuratively. Then uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't know that that might not be a good look. That's not a wholesome uh, wife fit up type. Or she
2: has boyfriend. a certain type and that certain type is a 1% body no, fat, no, fat beautiful no, person who is chiseled as a motherfucker and like, like doesn't Allverted. do shit. Susan says this. Oh no, Tony. How many times do you go to the bathroom?
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> you don't want to know. On Tuesdays, a lot. Susan called you out, bro. On Tuesdays, a ton. Let me prepare. No, I'm just kidding. All
1: right.
2: Um, All right. So, here she has a type, and her type is Christian McCaffrey. I got a type, too. And it's not type 2 diabetes. It's a type (laughs) 2 Christian McCaffrey. Because. For sure. I was thinking about this today when I was watching the Smitty Hall of Fame, the Hall of Honor stuff, and how electric it was, right? And how exciting! And how sit? I mean, it, it, there was a, something in my like my the hairs on my neck kind of prickled up. It was something magical to it, and you don't catch it often. You know, you don't catch that lightning in a bottle often. We I think we've been fortunate with Cam Newton. We caught it right after Steve Smith, and yeah. Christian McCaffrey might be that white lightning bug.
3: Yeah, man, you really do have a great point, man. I mean, Christian McCaffrey really does seem like the kind of person that, uh, man, especially if he continues on this track and the level of dedication that he has, and McCaffrey could be an all-time player for the Panthers, man. I mean, he definitely has the work ethic to do it. Um, I hear he's the son of Greg Olson, so that's always a bonus. Um, Yeah, man, McCaffrey is the shit. I'm I'm very excited about a lot of players on this offense right now and, and some of the support that we put around Cam Newton. Um, there's never been a, a better time to be more excited about this Panthers offense. That's for damn sure.
2: Alright, uh, one other thing, one other story before we get the cat calls. Kendrick Norton, former Panther yeah, draft pick. I didn't, I didn't... I could not... First of all, when you told me he was a draft pick, and I follow this stuff, I feel like, really closely. I don't remember that. But, Kendrick Norton... Former Panther, he's been associated with the team. Gotten a car accident, rolled rolled the car somehow. Had to have his arm amputated. How terrible of a story is that?
3: Yeah, man uh, your your life is uh, your life playing football is definitely over. I don't know of anyone that's been to the NFL ever playing uh, with one arm. Um, it's terrible. To see. do you have the details on how it happened? Like no, it just- I don't know anything. I be- I look.
2: I barely knew he was with the team. I mean, I knew I saw that he had been associated. Yeah. I assumed that he was a practice squad guy. I like. I don't even. I can't even say I vaguely remember his name. So when yeah. someone tweeted, like I think Rich Kingston tweeted me, he said, "Look, this made news in England." Like, he heard yeah. it on the radio in England, which is crazy. And then on top of that, man, it's just a sad... Man, this is tragedy. That's what it is.
3: Yeah, man, it's terrible. And then you have to adjust everything that you do in life. But listen, man, this is words to live by. No matter how bad you have it, dude, someone somewhere always has it worse. And it, it, it's, what sure it, it's what you do from then. It's what you do from then. You're going to take that adversity and crumble then, you know, hey, you're not strong enough to take it. Or do you move on because you have no choice and become a better person and still live your life to the best of your ability? I mean, you have to overcome uh, a lot of different shit, and now that's something that he has to overcome. So shout out to him and his family. Um, prayers up to him. Um, and hope for a fast recovery for the man.
2: Let me tell you this about, just to follow up on what Cody said, is that I tell... Until- people that i'm close to and those being my students because i'm the only people that i get to advise them in life and i always say it's not is is it where i ask is it helpful to weigh our crosses we all have crosses right yeah, we all bear a cross of life, and and I'm not trying to force a Christian uh, Christianity on you. It's a Christian analogy, I guess. Right. And, and, yeah, and that the idea is this: is we all bear the burden of ourselves, and it's all happy and aw- awesome and tragic at the same time. But if we start trying to compare who shit stinks the most or whose cross is the heaviest it's not a, a, a helpful conversation it's not know. it's it's just not fruitful and it's not saying that your cross doesn't weigh anything it's just this is that maybe we should start talking about the weight of it and and, and things rather than whose weighs more yeah, because the uh, jews win that's what i always say is because jewish people's cross wins
3: and, you know, Except for the one is, they gave it, to Jesus. And, I mean, it's one of those things where, it, it, you know, instead of weighing your cross compared to someone else, just be knowledgeable and respectful that everyone does have that cross to bear, even if you don't know what it is, even if it might not be obvious. You know, everybody's got something. And um, now he has his. Uh, so, like I said, prayers up to him and his family. Uh, hope for a speedy and successful Recovery and um, yeah, man, find out how all the things that you can do with one hand. I can think of a few things, but you know, that's here nor there. Daily, (laughs) sometimes, sometimes twice a day, dude. What,
2: stupid. (laughs)
3: Stupid, stupid. <laughs> you're
2: stupid <laughs> uh, all right let's jump into these cat calls the numbers 252-228-5098 you can have your voice heard on the c3 panthers podcast that's 252-228-5098
1: so what are your thoughts on catcalling? Yeah, it's pretty s***. Sh- you shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel?
3: Uh, very uncomfortable.
1: So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good, like... Who's that cat in the back corner with his face buried in his nose?
0: What's up, guys? Nick from
2: Maness, a.k.a. 7 Clock Crawlers on YouTube. Sorry, I'm a little behind Sunday night and uh, just getting around to listening to your podcast on Citrix. So, Tony, I'm sorry I have to disagree with you about Tom Brady. Um, unfortunately, I feel like he has been. Uh, yeah, he still he still wins the ring. He still gets him there. But he doesn't have that long ball like he used to. I remember being a little kid. Sitting on my inflatable uh, Super Bowl chair
0: and just cheering on Tom Brady as he threw the long ball to Randy Moss, you know. And he just he doesn't have that. You now I mean, yeah, he's no man. He's ready for his rocking chair,
2: but it's just not there, you know. So, but I will say this: uh, never forget twenty-eight to three. You know, so, never forget. There goes the Falcons. But the, the only good thing Tom Brady ever did. I'm a little behind. The only good thing Tom Brady ever, ever did is ruin the Falcons' dreams, hopes and dreams. And uh, by the way, I would like to remind everybody who's listening to C3 Panthers Podcast, we never relent on our Falcons' hate. And uh, so much so that when I, that stupid-ass 2016 Super Bowl I went to AJ McMurphy's and it was uh, election year and by the way after the election in 2016 everybody's hashtag was not my president and I went to the bar and I wore a sign that said not my Super Bowl and I turned my back at it and I only watched the commercials take that bitches Take that. What kind of Panthers fan is that? I won't even watch the Falcons in the fucking Super Bowl until they lost. And then I turned around. It's like, oh, 23, hey, bitches.
3: <laughs> can I tell you my Super Bowl? Uh, yeah, let's what, hear what, it. what was that, 51? Yeah, so my Super Bowl 51 story. My brother had bet me dinner and wherever I wanted to go, that if the Patriots beat the Falcons, he would have to buy me dinner. And if the Falcons beat the Patriots, I would have to buy him dinner. So, dude, I'm so depressed, man. I'm thinking, oh, God, here we go. Because the Falcons are beating the hell out of the Patriots. Yeah, it's a double and, whammy
2: there. That's a double my, fucking whammy. My
3: brother's talking so much shit about where he wants to go with the food. And, oh, and the appetizer and he's going to order. appetizers. And, dude, when we came all the way back, Best believe it went downtown Charlotte, went to the most expensive Brazilian steakhouse there was, and I made him pay, and he lived up on that bet that night, my friend, and I would never let him live it down, too, so uh, I appreciate the Falcons being such a dumpster fire that I have an incredible story to tell, and a meal that night that went along with it.
2: Wonderful. Screw you, Falcons. I hate you more than anything. In fact, <laughs> about this is that I put that tweet out about the tennis stuff, and I took a picture of myself. I did a selfie, terrible angle. But I was wearing, I, I don't even like to wear red. I actually look decent yeah. in red. But I try, first of all, I never wear red on Sunday, Monday, or Thursday, I refuse to wear You're red ready? on football days. I swear to God, except right. for in this football season, I will not do that. During the football season, I will not. Or Friday when I got to go on pirate radio. So there's a small window that I will wear a red shirt, and that all goes to the stupid as Falcons. I hate them. All right, it's let's jump into this. The we've covered about everything. I think. I don't think we've missed anything. There's no reason to talk about anything until next week. Except for this. Smitty's Hall of Honor video was amazing. It raised hairs. And you know what? We all giggled and grinned when they showed that ice up moment. He said this. He said, what do you think? What happened with him? He said, I don't know. Mug, I finished the game. Ice up, son. It's our moment. Our homage to Steve Smith. The greatest offensive Panther until Cam Newton completes his career. I want to caveat that. But Steve Smith, he taught us something, and that is to tell motherfuckers, excuse my language, folks, women and children, kids, (laughs) when they are out of line. And I think it's time to do that. What we're going to do right now is continue the longest segment of the C3 Panthers podcast, the ice-up segment of the week. Cody... Whose ice is the coldest tonight?
3: Uh, I have a pretty cold one.
2: Ooh, my, colder my than me?
3: My, then I'm going got, first. To say, I'm yeah, a chiller.
2: I'm a, I'm, a ch- I'm. I'm. I'm uh, gonna put them on chill then. Chiller. All
3: right, I got. I got you, fam. I got you.
2: All right. So my ice up pick of the week goes to. There's so many people. There are so many people that are worthy. Of being iced up. Man, you can ice up. I mean, I'm sure every person listening right now wants to ice up Michael Jordan. And what the fucking Charlotte Hornets have gone through and done. And terribleness, awfulness. There's so many things. I mean, I want to ice up Donald Trump for saying that we had airports in in colonial America.
3: I lose track of everything that he says. Thank
2: God that we got those strategic points where we got the airports. First of all, Trump, we didn't hold any strategic points in in the war for independence. In fact, we lost the whole time until we won. But we didn't have no fucking airports. But the taste of the cake, the toast of the town... Goes to this person whoever is Taylor Lorenz at Vidcom. You can find her on Twitter at Taylor Lorenz. That's T A Y L O R L O R E N Z. It's Taylor Lorenz. And she's tweeted this. Air conditioning is unhealthy, bad, miserable and sexist i can't explain how many times i've gotten sick over the summer because of overzealous ac in offices so to you whoever you are taylor lorenz i had no interaction with you until my man at Kunt k-o-o-n-c-e one of those might be a zero You suck a mug. In fact, I promise you this. If you are straight, you don't suck a mug because you suck. That's what you do. Like, who the fuck calls out air conditioning? A, number one, I live in North Carolina. I live in Greenville, North Carolina, where humidity on a daily basis eclipse is 90%. So, f you, air conditioning might be the greatest invention other than movable type and fucking electricity and the internet for a for mankind. The Dude. most monumental invention of mankind might or is arguably goddamn air conditioning. Tell me this, what city existed in the south prior To air conditioning. There were two motherfuckers, Charleston and Atlanta. And Sherman burnt Atlanta. And Charleston is a godforsaken swamp. The South sucks without air conditioning. Number one. It it, it doesn't get hot as fuck. Life sucks without air conditioning. It's a first fucking world problem. Number one. Number two. Being cold does not cause you to get sick, you shithead. Just being cold, cold air does not make you sick. That's like no. saying fucking drinking Shout hot.
3: To Odds, who just said that in the chat.
2: Hot air. Oh, is that what? nice? Thank you. And no,
3: but I gotta pinpoint. Michael Wayne says his AC yells out prejudice things. <laughs> 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 Okay, this,
2: let me this put this. this. This is great. This that's great by ACL's precious thanks That's awesome. All right, uh, <laughs> that was a fucking great comment right there. That
3: was fantastic. All
2: right, on top of that, you want know, to drop a historical knowledge on your assholes? Is that this? People from the South used to go vacation in the summertime in Rhode Island because it was too damn hot. And guess what? Puritans who they didn't drink. They didn't smoke. They didn't do a lot of things, eh? But their, uh, their asses were in the cold in Massachusetts. But they lived in the 1600s. The average life expectancy for a Puritan was 67, dude. You know what I'm saying? You're living in 1600. Yeah. Well, first, they didn't drink. They didn't smoke. Those are good things. They have families. They And they read the Bible. Those are probably all healthy things. But here's the real kicker is their assholes didn't live in fucking Norfolk where the mosquitoes would eat you fucking alive literally eat you alive right so shut up lady with you don't get sick because of the cold you're actually healthier in cold atmospheres number three I think you got sick here it is Cody are you ready for the comedy because you got thin skin
3: Shit. Oh. she's uh, not
2: cold because of the air conditioning she's cold because her ass has thin skin and shut the fuck up with this is feminist sorry f-bomb again because of this
3: we're so y- past sorry now you might as well drop it every other word look
2: I'm telling you this Cody is this? Is that? Uh, this is uh, like you want to. D- this is like skinny people talking shit to fat people, because I'm fat, and I, as soon as I started getting heavier and heavier in life, I had to be. I started getting hotter. Tony, so
3: you're not this, fat. You're too hard on yourself. You're plump. It's different, brother. But tell this bitch is too.
2: that her ass is discriminating against plump people? <laughs> She's saying it's It's sexist. To have the AC low, well, I say it's plumpest to fucking ask it to turn it up, assholes. So f- whoever you are, lady, Taylor Lorenz, don't follow her, and you suck. Air conditioning's amazing. I'm out. Ice up. Ice up. Uh, Yeah, listen, man. <laughs> uh,
3: there's a very important lesson that people uh, need to know. Uh, your favorite football players and basketball players and whatever you're into, they all hear you on Twitter. They hear the shit that you say and they follow and they comment as well. But every once in a while, someone of note will forget to log out of their burner account
2: oh. and they'll
3: and, <laughs> and they'll they'll really say some shit that you know it really uh, they really shouldn't have said. So. I'm going to show you guys uh, a very recent example of this. This is Shade Patterson, the quarterback for the Michigan State or the Michigan Wolverines, uh, put out. By the way, this is Shade Patterson. Forgot to log out of his account. Says Patterson is going to be the best quarterback in the conference. <laughs> Fields hasn't played a snap yet. That kid's so overrated. <laughs> Shit. Shea- Shay would have won the Heisman last season if Harbaugh had let him call the plays. How <laughs> oh, dumb! Got oh my you, God. motherfucker! <laughs> Bitches.
2: How about this? This is where we need to tell people who think they're cool. Like, you look at this beautiful picture of this person and be like, "They <laughs> fucking suck, man. Little oh, dick, motherfucker."
3: Oh man, dude, what this man. That's how you know that you care a little too much about what the public thinks about you. It's time for my man to take a note from Cam Newton and just be your best self every single day that ends with a Y why and quit being such a salty bitch. I suck, Shay Patterson.
2: All right, why man. I'm telling you this is like, and my advice to my children, and my advice to people listening to this podcast like if you have to try to be cool you ain't no if you got to try to look good you ain't like i mean here's what cool people do real cool cats they just is they just is and sorry son ice up damn ice up <laughs> what a bitch <laughs> You know what? Thank God for social media exposing this. Though we got to know you, we got to know you.
3: And you're talking shit about uh, another quarterback and your head coach, literally the head coach of the fucking football team that you play. Can I
2: transfer? Can I transfer? That's the next fucking. Can he uh, put the papers in?
3: He already transferred. He already transferred from. He went from Ole Miss to Michigan. So he ain't transferred uh, nowhere.
2: nowhere. Yeah, what a shit. Right. You're listening to the C3 Panthers podcast. My name's Tony Dunn. You can follow me on Twitter at Cat underscore Chronicles. Cody, where can they get after you, my friend?
3: At C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. Hit me up. I'll talk with you and bullshit with you about anything. Thank you. Uh, oh, also, real quick, um, shout out to Renard Hussey. For the Amen. Dollar and fifty super chat. Thanks you so much for supporting, brother. Thank he also under- put
2: tree fitty which I read as free titties. That was yeah, what,
3: that's what I read. I was like, damn,
2: free titties. Well, about- where are they at? Christian I mean, McCaffrey in the house.
3: Or three fifty for some titties. Under- <laughs> uh, listen, man. Shout out Candy Underground West. Susan. Thank Dean. you so much. Uh, on. Hey, we love you all, man. Thanks for tuning in
2: every Tuesday night, for sure. All right, we're uh, like three weekends away from some football, maybe. Yeah, it might crazy, be bro. training camp really close. Training camp is like two weekends away. It's three weeks away. So we, we got you, bro. We got you, Panther fans. Don't worry. We're going to be uh, just doing what you do. And that's following it here from the fan perspective. We'll check you out next week. Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Thank you for tuning in.
3: Peace and love, you sexy bitches. Keep pounding. <laughs> Get them. I got to figure
2: out how to turn this shit off.
3: That'd be helpful. One, two, and three.
2: Subscribe to the C3 Carolina Panthers podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, or anywhere you can catch an RSS feed. Check out carolinacatchronicles.com for the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective.
0: Save big on Brunch for
1: Mom, all in the Kroger app.